We are in Sefer Yeshayahu, Peret Chof Hei, Pasuk Aleph Hashem Elokei Ata Aromimcha. So we saw yesterday in Chof in that very strange post-apocalyptic uh, vision where the world has been destroyed, how obscure, how puzzling, how many questions it raises, how there really are no answers. So today in Chafhei, we have a much shorter 12-sentence parak, which in many ways is just as obscure, just as puzzling, just as inexplicable. So we start, but for one, we notice a drastic change in Yeshayahu's style. The first five psukim, are not in the form of his usual nevuah or chazon, but it's like a personal tehillim, his own psalm, like the uh, King David writes. And so we go in from there and we raise questions that are no less puzzling than what we grappled with yesterday. And the Moforshim tell us that we have to view this parrot as being written or prophesying at a time Again, after Golden Mogo, a post-Armageddon world where the Golis is over, theoretically, Israel is back in its own nation, the world recognizes the singularity of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. So we begin. Hashem Elokei Ata Aromimcha. Kaddish Baruch Hu, I will praise you highly. That is the beginning of the Tehillim. It's like Ashrei. O Deshimcha. I will acknowledge your name, I will thank your name, Kiyosisopela, because you have made miracles. Atzos mirachok, you have accomplished things from away. Emuna amen, you have realized them um, that have all become actualities. So let's take that for a minute. One, the Mephoshim point out, that there is a difference between when you say Shimcha uh, to Hashem and Atah Hashem. One is when you say Hashem, it is those characteristics we can't understand. We know they're there, but man can't grapple them with in, a, in an intellectual manner. Uh, Shimcha, yes, we see the miracles daily. We understand the nature of the miracles. Here we are thanking Hakadosh Baruch Hu for both. And ki osopela atzos mirachok. He has done miracles from a distance. The Radak says what he did. That uh, let me read this to you. Those prophecies which you have said from time immemorial from your neviim niskaimu. They have all come true. You have fulfilled every promise you have made. May Rachot, unfortunately, say, go back to the Brisbane Hapasarim that he made with Abraham, that there would be four different exiles. Now they are all over. They are all gone. Israel is back on its own land. Now comes an interesting but controversial thought. The cleansing of Yerushalayim. He ear He has brought Yerushalayim or destroyed Yerushalayim, uh, 
to a pile of rocks, or it will be a heap of stones, never to be rebuilt. There are palaces of foreigners in the city that are destroyed and will not be rebuilt. This fulfills the Mephoshim say in the via of Zechariah. Zechariah is talking nothing less about a purification of Yerushalayim. Hate to use the word ethnic cleansing, but that's what it sounds like. In other words, anything not peculiar and specific to Yerushalayim as a Jewish city is to be removed, is to be destroyed. We're even talking, say the Mepharshim, about buildings of non-Jewish religions, temples of non-Jews will be destroyed, will be reduced to rock, never to be rebuilt. So now Israel, totally purified and holy, will honor you. Um, now Israel will be a powerful nation after centuries of oppression and exile. They are its own masters in its own land, and therefore they will fear you and honor you without any worry about Gullus, without any worry about conquering. You have been a tower of strength, of course, we're talking about in the centuries past, to the poor and the needy. Some of us should say, Zorim refers to our uh, physical existence. You have been, Charev, which we can see, to our spiritual existence. You have accomplished both. You have protected us, you have guarded our spiritual existence like a, a torrent against the wall. Oh, that the tumult the tumult of the strangers, the Zarim, meaning the foreigners, those who have forced upon us centuries of oppression and assimilation they have tried, you gave us the strength to withstand this uh, in our, and that is why we said that it is like a torrent of water, you have uh, helped us, and like Zion, you have brought down our enemies, Zamir Aritzim Yane. Um, you have saved us. You have, and now we sing you our powerful song. Powerful in the sense that we're back in our own homeland. Very cryptic sentence or capable of several meanings. And in that day, after this is done, um, the Kaddish Baruch Hu will make a feast, a feast consisting of fatty meats, and it looks like dregs of wine. Uh, again, meat and wine with dregs. So some say that this isn't a reward. This is a punishment for those other nations a banquet for the other nations where the meat is just fat meat, the wine is dregs, totally inedible. On the 
other hand, it could be a banquet for B'nai Yisrael, a celebration. It could be that, you know, it is regular wine and the best of the meat. So there's opposite meanings there. Continues, Uvila, and he will destroy Bahar Hazer on this mountain, meaning, of course, the rebuilt temple. Hazay Pene Halot, Halot al Koha Amin. We will uncover the covered nations which have persecuted us. In other words, the covering is that sometimes the world doesn't understand. Why this all happened? Why were they allowed to do this? We don't understand. But it was under the cover of a cloud. Now the Kaddish Baruch will remove the cloud that covered this, and we will understand, and we will understand the singularity of the Kaddish Baruch Now we get into something fairly heavy. Bila Hamoves Lenetzach. That phrase, if you've gone to enough funerals, you've heard it in eulogies. Bila neta mavasi, he will eliminate death from our midst, continuing, umocha atana Hashem dimma, he will wipe the tear from our eyes, may his ponim, and the cherpas amo yosir mikola aretz, he will take away our centuries of humiliation and oppression, thus speaketh the Lord. So now, he will abolish death. Is that to be meant literally, or is it figuratively? Figuratively. The Radak says, and I'm reading, he will nullify your death. This is what it really means. It's qualified. Rotzelamar misar makris. Death that occurs, death that occurs is a war, sickness, yes, will be eliminated. Lo misa tevius, but not the natural death. That man will live a long life of longevity and then will die of natural causes. Not so, say the other Mephorshim, that it means what it says. Because if you go back to the creation of the world, man was intended to live forever. It was Adam Harishon, by eating from the Eitz Hadas and being banished, now created man's mortality. In the end of days, with a rebuilt Israel, with Golgumago past us, with the Mashiach here, man will go back to the way it was intended and that is eternal life. And I can do nothing better than read to you verbatim the words of Rabbi Schwab on this. goes without saying, it is brilliant. So, says Rabbi Schwab, and I quote, the concept of man's original immortality has stayed in the human psyche since creation. It is something we are aware of. This is evident from the sense of mourning and loss at the death of a loved one, for even if the deceased has lived a long life, fruitful, fulfilled life, nevertheless survivors feel a deep sense of sadness and loss. This is so because man has never made peace with death. Death is really unnatural for man because man was created to live forever. This is Reb Schwab. 
because of the Tzelem Elohim, that means the um, spirit of the Kodesh Baruch Hu, which was implanted within him, it is the original creation. Yes, death will be abolished. Death is unnatural. This is what Rav Schwab and other Mephoshim say, and admittedly it is a rough topic to grapple with at 8.45 in the morning, but that is what it is saying. Continues on Peret Tess, the Omar Bayom Hahu, the Jewish people will say on that day, Behold, this is our God, this is what we have awaited for, this Nogila Venismachabo, let us rejoice. This puzzle has given the impetus to probably one of the most beloved Agadatas in the entire Gemara. It is Tanis, the last Gemara in Mesechtatanis, Daf Lamed Aleph, Amud Aleph. Let me read that to you. Amarulo, Asid HaKadosh Baruch Hu Lasos Machol Latzitikim. In the end, in the future, the Kadosh Baruch Hu will make a circle of all the righteous people, a banquet, as it were, of all the righteous people. And he will sit among them in the middle of the circle in the Garden of Eden. We will be back to Gan Eden. And each and every one of these tzaddikim will point their fingers toward him to Nemar and what it says, this exact puzzle. This is the God. This is the God we have hoped for. This is the God who saved us. This is who we have prayed for. Let us exult and be glad in his Yeshua, in his salvation. And the unfortunate point out why a circle, because a circle is equidistant in the, from the center, the Kodesh Baruch Hu is in the center. There's no dais. Each Jew, each Tzaddik is as equal to him, as dear to him as the other. And so that is the way we will celebrate, etc. So all the Tzaddikim will be in equal proximity to the Kodesh Baruch Hu. So that is a beautiful, beautiful explanation of that Pasuk that we will say on that day, Kivinu uh, and when we are established on this mountain, strange now the Nodosh Moav Tachtov Kichidush Misnabin Bino Nidimona. We, the Kaddish Baruch Hu, will trample Moav in its place like a pile of straw. Kichidush in a pile of dung. He will trample Moab. So now the question is, one, this is the end of the parrot. It's the end of the vision. It's the end of the days. The Mashiach is here. Why are we singling out Moab, of all people? You want to attack somebody, a plishtim, Mitzrayim, Bavel. Why Moab? Um, two, the reason being, uh, there, uh, there, you could make the argument, and we have learned it, that after Sancheriv and Asher, these nations like Moab and Ammon and the Canaanite nations are scattered so throughout the world that they don't exist. 
So Moab does not exist. Why the parting shot of Moab, the last thing in the record? Says the Mephoshim, we know that Moab gave birth to Rus. Rus was a Moabiah. Rus is the progenitor of the Davidic dynasty and thereby the Mashiachus. That is the only reason the Kaddish Baruch Hu kept Moab, say the Mephoshim, for the birth of Ruth. Thereafter, you would think, having someone who's given birth in the Davidic dynasty, they would be absolutely friends of Israel, would be loyal to Israel. No, they betray them, as we've learned in several ways. They are hostile, inimical, and so therefore, having failed to learn their lesson, they have to be destroyed and say them a portion. Moab was created for no other purpose than giving birth to Ruth, who gave birth to the Davidic time. That is their sole purpose. Continues and concludes, again on Moab, that they spread their hands in front of interesting metaphor, like a swimmer keeps his hands across, innocent, looking like, you know, he's just going to swim. But, with it is there is his arrogance and his pride, there's cunning. He's going to ambush you. Uvitsar, Mizgov, Hamotecha, and again speaking to Moab, and in its fortified stronghold of your walls, uh, you have been lowered. Hishbil, you have been lowered. Higiyala, Oretz, to the ground. Ad Afar, you have been grounded into dust. And so that's another end of the days post-apocalyptic, post-agogumagog, post-meshichas, we get a vision of the world, which we will continue in a different vein, in Yerz Hashem, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow.